Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Listen to this list, and it's an incomplete list. By the Rivers of Babylon, Cathedral, Gold Coast, General's Daughter, Charm School, Lion's Game, Plum Island, my favorite, Nightfall, and now Bloodlines. Nelson DeMille really is my favorite writer of fiction. He's co-authored a book with his son, Alex. It's the second time the first book together was The Deserter. This is Nelson DeMille. Nelson, thanks so much for coming back. Congratulations on the new book. Thank you, Michael. Good to be with you. How how are the years treating you, my friend? <laughs> uh, you know, I just turned 80, so it's not a good question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what's the alternative, right? Exactly. Uh, hey, does, does continuity become an issue as we age? I mean, holy smokes, you've written so many books. I know this is the second in what looks to be uh, a new franchise, but when I think of, like, John Corey, who I love, your alter ego, because I know you are John Corey, but do you need to go back and remind yourself, like, what the hell did I write last time? Oh, yeah, especially with the series, Michael. You know, the series has strengths and weaknesses, and one of the weaknesses is you got to, 
you got to actually read your own books going back to remember what color hair the guy had and how tall he was. And <laughs> the, the fans know. I mean, you got to you know you're writing you're writing for your readers, and uh, you know you got to you got to be as, as informed as they are, especially the series characters. But this thing with my son was a whole brand new experience. Obviously. So we've met Scott Brody and Maggie Taylor before. This is kind of classic DeMille sort of thing, at least as I read them. Alpha male, smart, attractive woman, bad guys, political incorrectness, throw in some sex, and you've got a Nelson DeMille bestseller. <laughs> right. You know, my son uh, is a little bit more um, progressive than I am. and uh, he, he might not be the biggest fan of the, the John Corey books, but the He's a screenwriter, um, but he got into it. He got into the you know commercial fiction, and uh, he said, "Oh my God, I'm becoming my father." You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad thing. So, do the two of you do you struggle over some of the PC aspects or the un PC aspects? Sometimes we do. Yeah, we have different views on that. Um, you know, he's, he's 20 years younger than me, and uh, he's you know he's a Yale grad. I'm not that kind of thing. So. Uh, but he brings a new perspective into it. You know, I'm uh, I'm willing to learn at my age, and you know, new jargon that I you know I don't normally use, and but new ways of thinking, especially the male female thing. And my you know my John Corey character is different in many ways than Scott Brody character <laughs> because he's you know Scott Brody's a little bit more uh, maybe sensitive for lack of another word. Perish the thought. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson, I've enjoyed in the past how you've described for my audience, I won't make you do the full drill this time, but how you are old school in the way you write your books. I mean, old school in terms of uh, number four pencils and yellow legal tablets. But now that you're writing with your son, Alex, what, what's the drill like? Good question. You know, it's, it's hard to collaborate to begin with. Um, I, I, I just do it. I let him do the first draft. I say he's a screenwriter, so, you know, he knows how to plot a story. He knows first act, second act, third act. And, he, you know, he does a lot of the research. And he sends me, you know, his um, he emails me, you know, his first draft. of let's say several chapters, and I have them printed out, and I just correct them. I use pencil on my do regular editing the way they used to do it years ago before electronic editing. I just mark the page up, and I scan it. And I send it back to him. So, it's, you know, it's a process, but uh, it's worked so far. We're, we're still talking to each other. <laughs> so in this case, you've got these Army criminal investigations agents, Brody and Taylor, Scott Brody and Maggie Taylor, and they're investigating in Berlin the murder of one of their own, a CID agent. Um, how are you so knowledgeable about the jargon, the, in this case, the military jargon? Oftentimes, you're writing about John Corey, you know, retired of the NYPD uh, and a terrorism investigator. But how do you become so knowledgeable so that you don't get it wrong? Because I know if you got it wrong, your readers would say, oh, you know, that's not the way it should have been described. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I was, I was in the Army a long time ago. I was in the Army during the Vietnam era. Um, and... Um, you know, the, the Army doesn't change that much. And I do keep, I try to keep on top of it. But I had the background to begin with, so I understood the jargon, the terminology. And I'd worked with the, C, with the CID a few times on, you know, criminal cases on post. So, you know, they always fascinated me because they say, you know, it's a police force, they're detectives. But, they, but, they're, but they're also Army, so a little bit different. And the differences between civilian and, and military, you know, we all appreciate the differences, the strengths and weaknesses there. But I just keep on top of it. And, uh, 
the, I'm the guy, uh, when we, when I write with Alex, I'm the guy who has to provide the army dog. And then the subtleties about rank and, uh, you know, the pecking order and how officers speak to each other and how they speak to enlisted people. A lot of that hasn't changed, even though the army has changed a bit. Uh, unless 40 years since I've been out, it's the same stuff pretty much. So is this the passing of the torch? I mean, is this is this the way that you will write for the rest of your writing days with your son, uh, Alex? Well, I think I like the idea of passing the torch and not holding on to it. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I'll still be involved. I mean, he, he promised to pay me back the Yale tuition someday. <laughs> so, yeah. This is it. Nelson DeMille, ladies and gentlemen, the new book is called Bloodlines. This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. 
Michael Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. What about John Corey? You know you're not getting away from me without talking to me about his future, and I hope he has one. You know, we did speak about it once, Michael. My, I had some junior editors at Simon & Schuster, my publisher. I don't mind saying it's, you know, publicly. They had some real problems with John Corey. They thought he was not only politically incorrect, but, you know, grossly disgusting, which he is, which is the whole point of John Corey, which is why, you know, John Corey books debut at number one. So commercially, it was working. But I think politically and, you know, and in other ways, it wasn't working for some people at the publishing house. We had some real issues in the last John Corey book, which was The Maze. Uh, and again, the book debuted at number one, sold well, but uh, it was a long road getting there. The editorial process took longer than it needed to because it went from editorial a little bit to almost censorship in some ways. And uh, they asked me to change some words, da, 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 and, you know, you know I, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So, I mean, the people who are... You know, liberal and inclusive, not always liberal and inclusive. The audience is there. I'm not, I'm not making up an audience. The audience is there for these books. And, uh, you know, the numbers are there, so that proves it. But uh, I had a, I don't say I backed off, but I did compromise a bit, and that rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know if John Corey will be back, but uh, I got to, he's not going to be like a James Bond. He's not going to be a sensitive John Corey. He's going to come back as John Corey, but I just have to position it correctly, so to speak. You know, you know, many years ago, and 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 after many cocktails, you shared yeah. with me then that you thought that the next Corey book would be the book where where you know he'd be gone, not not because of political correctness, but because you know he was going to die. And I was so yeah. fearful. I was I was kind of like, uh, uh, what what's that movie with Kathy Bates and and James Caan? What what am yeah, I? Yeah. Mi- yeah, misery, but, uh, misery, right? Yeah, misery, yeah I was. Right. I, I've been like the Kathy Bates, you know, character, eagerly awaiting my next Demille, and thank God you didn't kill him off then. Uh, why didn't you, by the way? You know, I think a lot of people, a lot of writers who create a series character want them dead. Conan Doyle wanted Sherlock Holmes dead, and he actually killed him by throwing him off the Reichenbach Falls. But then he had to bring him back. Uh, you, you get tired of the character, and you. Yeah, but but when the readers are not tired, so I, I was just tired of them, and it was a you know, it was a moment in time where I said I got to quit while I'm ahead. Um, but I saw how the character, you know, was first of all John Corey was paying the rent. That's number one. <laughs> uh, number two, you know, he, he did he did annoy a lot of people, and I kind of I kind of enjoyed the fact that he was annoying some people. So I kept them on, and uh, yeah, there's another John Corey. There's a last John Corey, but. Uh, how I position that, I have to I have to really think about it. Okay, please please stick to your guns. I I want the real John Corey. By the way, Nelson, you simply tell them that that the whole purpose of there being a John Corey character is to make fun of that stereotype, and you're actually doing their handiwork for them. Yeah, in a way, this is true. Um, but you know, I I, I, I actually just signed a uh, deal with Sony TV for the John Corey series, and. Um, you know, I'm just—I don't have a lot of control over the over the TV uh, limited series or miniseries, so we'll see what it, we'll see what they do. I, you know, I don't—I don't think network TV is going to have the, uh, you know, the uh, backbone to present the character on the screen the way he's presented on the page. And yet they buy the character because they know it's got a built-in audience, but then they change the character and they wonder why nobody watches it. So. 
we'll see. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, uh, interesting episode of my life. A TV series. I hope I hope that we get to watch it, and I hope that he maintains, you know, the the real Nelson DeMille depiction because that's why we love him. You know, so many of your your bestsellers uh, I know have been optioned, and yet it's it, it's not it's it's been difficult to get them onto the screen. Right, General's Daughter is the one that comes to mind. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I think out of my twenty three books, I think about fifteen have been optioned, and mostly wow. by major studios. Uh, and the problem always always been, and I think we discussed this once. Uh, they you know they 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 buy it with a lot of enthusiasm, but then they uh, then they need a screenplay, and the screenplays have been awful. Some of some great screen, well maybe not great screenwriters, but A screenwriters, A listers as they say in Hollywood, have been paid a lot of money to write bad screenplays based on my books. My books are adaptable to you know to the screen, but you know it takes a takes a smart screenwriter to do it. And my son is a screenwriter. And he actually adapted one of my books, Spencerville. I think you read that one. Of course. Uh, he adapted that one to yeah, as a screenplay. And uh, he did a good job because I told him what to do. So, but no, he's a good screenwriter, too. But that was, a, you know, it was true to the book. Uh, the rest of them have been really awful. They never got past the screenplay <laughs> uh, you know, stage because the screenwriters have trouble doing it. The same with General's Daughter. It almost died as a project until William Goldman came in. And, you know, Bill Goldman wrote... Princess Bride, he wrote Marathon Man. He's a brilliant, brilliant novelist, and he was a brilliant screenwriter. And uh, he's the one who saved that project. But I think, I think it takes a novelist who turns to the screenplay to, in order to do this sometimes. Like Mario Puzo was a good example. And there many others, novelists who wrote their own screenplays, William Goldman being another. Uh, the screenwriters, uh, you know, I, always look at, I always see them as you know, 19-year-old kids out of UCLA film school. Uh, <laughs> Totally clueless. I know, know nothing about life. They presented with a novel that uh, they've actually got to read from beginning to end and adapt it. And I think it might be too much for them. I love your honesty. I love your honesty. You know, you know what you're reminding me of? You're reminding me of, of when we've been together in front of live audiences in the past, and I'll do an informal survey of the crowd, and I'll, I'll go through the books and ask people to raise their hands to see which was the favorite of those who come out to them. And it's always such a mixed result, right? I mean, there's some Gold Coast hardcore types, but I, yeah. it must give you great pleasure to know that there's a difference of opinion among your most ardent fans as to which was your best book yeah that's good it really is good because uh you know other than the series i try not to write the same book time after time and i and i won't mention all the novels that i'm thinking of right now my contemporaries and who write the same novel every time i try to do something different and gold coast was like literary i got literary type of reviews so you know somebody said this is as good as edith wharton somebody said one one review said better than scott Fitzgerald's great great gatsby so that's wonderful for novels, for the commercial novels, to get those kinds of literary reviews. And on the other hand, you know, we get reviews for some of my other books, which were uh, not only cop books, but there were a lot of them during the Cold War. There were, you know, kind of more spy versus spies. Well, I've, I've skipped genres, too. And you take a chance every time you do that. You're afraid you're going to lose your audience, or you're going to build in a new audience. Um, and, you know, I think mostly people who pick up a DeMille book don't, don't know what they're getting unless they read the... <laughs> Yeah, they read the press release, or at least the flap crap. But uh, but I like that. I, I I I have to be interested in what I'm writing. If I'm not interested, the reader's not going to be interested. I've read and thoroughly enjoyed Bloodlines. By the way, my wife, a much more difficult critic than yours truly, 
also loved Bloodline. So I'm, I'm giving you as many stars as there are on the chart, and I'm, I'm wishing Nelson DeMille and Alex DeMille all good things. By the way, somebody said to me, Nelson DeMille, what a great name for a writer. He, he must have made that up. And I said, no, he didn't. It's his name. Yeah, that's my name. I, my middle name is Richard. I often thought I should be Richard DeMille, but I'm, I'm kind of stuck with this now. No, nah, I like Nelson okay. DeMille. Rolls off the tongue. Nelson, I, I, it's been too long. I hope I see you soon. I really mean that. I so enjoy your company, and I, I love your work. Michael, same here. Great being with you. Okay, my friend. Nelson DeMille, ladies and gentlemen, the new book is called Bloodlines. TC, that was great, wasn't it? I he love, is amazing. I love I his think candor. He maybe said a few things that yeah. I was surprised at. <laughs> He was not happy no. with the way John Corey was treated. Wow. J- John Corey, for those who don't know, and I know TC knows, John Corey is like retired uh, detective from the NYPD, I-, I guess on a disability. And then he gets a terrorism assignment in the aftermath of September 11. He speaks in a very, you would say, body way. Body, yes. Um, he's interested in female companionship and often gets it. Yes. And he's very politically incorrect. Possibly misogynistic. That's always a, gets part of the character. Well, he always gets the bad guy. Right. Okay. And and so it's really amazing to me. Not Actually, not amazing. It's just interesting that Nelson would acknowledge the difficulty that he had with Simon & Schuster right. in getting the last John Corey published, even though the audience loves it. I, uh, that, was, that was part two. He said the audience is there. That's yeah, me. I'm the audience. Fascinating. I and like now, it. And now Corey, yeah. what did he say? Sony Pictures? Right. Options. He's going to come to television and he doesn't have, he doesn't have control and he, doesn't have, and he wonders what it's going to look like. Come on. What if they clean it up? No, I hope not. I want the real. <laughs> I want the real John Corey. I, I I just love the guy, and I've been He's I've been best. with him so often in the past, and and in front of so many different audiences, and and he, you know, he's well, he's as real off mic as he is. Uh, on Mike. I mean, it's, he's the real deal. Okay, enough. That's it. I, I'm a fanboy for Nelson DeMille. There, I said it. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.